welcome. Please stand by. Most people become self-aware, searching for a deeper meaning in a situation where our control over time has been completely debunked, and we're just scooped up and forced to ride the wave of whatever happens in the next moment. Maybe it's coming face to face with a bear or a shark. Or it could be that losing lottery ticket deep down you thought was a winner. It's a shock to the system, this truth. A gradual progression of decomposition on a cellular level. A fact that most of us tend not to acknowledge. Even though you've always been on this path since you were born. And now that you are over that moment, the shark or bear are gone, the lottery ticket in the trash, and you've reconnected yourself with the construct known as civilization. But everything is not going to go back to normal because your life shifts. So maybe out of this shock you quit your job or you quit your previous life, which is basically saying the same thing, and you decide to set out on a journey on what you could have missed or what you will miss when you actually do pass. And as you're getting rid of this current life, donating or dumping, the two become interchangeable sometimes, you watch a late night documentary about people of this earth that look at other people of this earth who no longer exist. And after spending the next morning searching the internet for the name of this job because you fell asleep, morticians, biographers, hedge fund managers, you find the formal definition for archaeologist. And then you realize, yes, those other people study people that no longer exist too. Except for hedge fund managers who force people not to exist. But an archaeologist is a person who studies human history by excavation of a home and its things. So what do you do? You hire a crew to bury your house, and if it's an apartment, you write a kind letter to the property owner. And after all the tons of dirt have been paid for, you pull out your shovel and carry a paintbrush, and you begin to unearth your life bit by bit. And sure, you get strange looks from the neighbors and lawsuits from the city come piling in, but you embrace this challenge. And after the first month, things are going great. You've sectioned everything off into tiny squares with string. And the first thing you stumble upon, a sleek steel and wood coffee table. But it was ruined in payment three, after a dog chewed on it. The dog was part of a daycare side hustle in order to pay for the table in the first place. 
and the more you dust off, the less you remember about remembering it. So you throw it, letting it break and scatter among the dig, which will be a great project, and you can hire students to begin sifting through and piecing things back together, as if it will all make sense in the end anyways. And one month becomes more months, and those become years. And while you continue brushing away, this whole time you realize you've barely scratched the surface of finding anything that you identify with, that identifies you. But then one Friday, when your team is about to knock off the weekend, a grad student getting a master's in higher education debt pulls out of a dirt pile a frame with a picture in it, which is you with your mother and father. And with this, you begin to cry because you remember these people. You can identify this thing for they are the ones who started you off on this journey of collecting. And that's the summation of that relationship. And all you can do is lightly place it in the pile marked artifacts. And that night, in your sleeping bag in your tent, which has become the easiest thing to pay property taxes on, you lie awake pondering this endless cyclical question of whether the moment of crying would have eventually happened as a memory blooming in your mind. Or did that memory need this picture to instigate the recollection? And why do you need all of these things to elicit a reaction to the world you are already supposed to be experiencing? And you never fully get to the bottom of this question. It haunts you for the rest of your life. The way you never fully get to the bottom of your dig. For eventually, the project is shut down because your legal defense fund finally ran out. And now, life slowly takes by as you wander through it, collecting nothing, only a vast treasure of moments that cause no weight limit upon you, not physically anyway. And as the endless heat of the world continually cooks itself, you now spend most days at the local museum where you can stare at your things, lying next to the sculptures and sarcophagi. It's an installation of your lifetime of spending and collecting. And the most haunting thing you finally realize, these relics behind the glass are just the way they once appeared when you first shopped for them. And perhaps there lies the deeper meaning you've been looking for. This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time, stand by.